Welcome to Refocus. I'm your host, Trevor Wilson. This is a podcast of Sunday school lessons that I've taught, some sermons that I have preached. Uh, I have various guests at different times. Uh, Basically, the, the whole idea is to just kind of refocus back on the Word of God, going back to those Bible stories, studying the scriptures. Let's just, just kind of get out of ourselves, out of our own thinking, and go back to the Word of God and see what He has to say. I love those old Sunday school lessons when we were kids. We seem to have gotten away from some of those, just the bare bones bottom of what the Word of God, the meat and potatoes, if you will. So I hope you enjoy it and pass along and share. Now, let's get to the lesson. Hello again, Steve Wilson one more time. Um, continuing on the book of Matthew, we got down through twenty-three, chapter 23 and verse 9. I really wanted to try to finish up through uh, verse 12 last time, but we, we just ran out of time, didn't quite get there. So I want to finish that up. And then verse 13 kind of begins a new, um, a, a new section. Um, so we'll go ahead and wrap up these last two or three verses. And I'm sure you remember we were going through that section, um, you know, where he just, we just got finished talking about where he said, don't, don't call anybody rabbi, don't call anybody your father. Then in verse 10, he adds a third sort of a command. It's interesting in Scripture how things like this have a tendency to come in threes. You know, that's uh, just a godly number um, that is used, kind of wraps up set, like the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Uh, Of course, man himself is a trichotomy. Um, You know, there's so many things in threes that... uh, just round things out. So anyway, he comes up with the third instruction here. It says, neither be, called, neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. Um, so, you know, the whole point is here is not to give credit to those that don't deserve it. Um, ultimately, folks, no matter what we do, in life, and no matter what anybody accomplishes, even though you know they're godly men and women, and we recognize that they may be pointing to God and doing all the right stuff, they still are not equal to God, and we need to be real careful about um, kind of putting them on a pedestal, so to speak, um, and looking up them. To, it, it's it's you know it's one thing to respect someone; it's a whole other thing to worship them, and then that's what he's trying to to uh, guard us against. Um, you know, and the other thing is that just because somebody has a title doesn't necessarily mean that you, you just automatically accept everything they say. You know, even our leaders have to be accountable um, to someone. And, and, of course, in the church age, um, that's the church, which is you and me. And even our pastor, we may respect him and look up to him, but He's still accountable to the congregation, and if he's caught teaching or preaching something that's not scripturally accurate, then it it should be called to his attention, and you know the the audience there, the congregation, should hold him accountable for that. So anyway, that's kind of the whole point of this whole thing: just being real careful about lifting people up, you know, higher than than what they uh, than where they really belong. 
And he finishes up that section in 11 and 12. He says, But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant, and whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. We kind of alluded to this before when we talked, when we were in the sections that talked about the first shall be last, the last shall be first. It's not so much the rank. I don't know that there really is a rank when we get to heaven. But, you know, the idea is that we're all on equal standing before God. And, it, you know, this whole idea of people being in leadership or becoming celebrity or you know, standing out in the crowd and accomplishing great things. I, you know, I, you know, I just have a hard time. They're they're just they're just have given different assignments. Is all it is. You know, and and the least servant of God, even the janitor in your church, is every bit as important as the pastor. Um, they just have different jobs. God called them to do a different ministry. Um, and, we, you know, we talk about when we get to heaven, people that we look forward to meeting, you know, Paul, Abraham, Moses, and I don't know, the, the list just goes on, all these people that I really want to meet. Of course, at the top of the list would be Jesus. And, uh, you know, now that my wife has passed, of course, I look forward to being reunited with her. But um, we need we need to just be careful here on earth. I've never been overly impressed with people that we would classify as celebrity in any fashion, whether it's secular or in the spiritual realm. They're just people who have been given a different assignment in life. And, and you know, I, I pray for them that they just complete their assignment because if God has led them to be leaders of men and women, then they need to do that job accurately. But it's no different than, you know, doing your job as a Sunday school teacher or whatever else it is you might do. Uh, it's just it's just the job that God has called you to. So just be careful. Try not to elevate people above, you know, where they belong. So now we kind of start into a new section. It, you know, it, it's it's a little bit more of the same. He's still bashing the Pharisees and Sadducees and uh, the leadership rather overall and he's, he's beginning to point out some of their flaws and I just mentioned I think in that last section how Jesus was pointing out um, you know their hypocrisy and, and all that sort of thing without calling it hypocrisy well now he does starting in verse 13 he begins to uh, to just identify them he says but woe unto you scribes and Pharisees hypocrites. You see, they're hypocrites. Now, pay attention to that. I have more to say about that in a minute. It says, For you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. Okay, what I wanted to say about this idea of calling them out and, and you know, calling them names. Okay, you guys are hypocrites. He, you know, he just finally gets right down to brass tacks and says, okay, I've been describing who you are, but just so there's no mistake, you're a hypocrite. Uh, there's really no mistaking that. That's pretty blunt. But that's not the first, that's not the last time that he's going to say that. In fact, if you'll notice, he calls them hypocrites in verse 13. He calls them hypocrites in verse 14. He calls them hypocrites in verse 15. 
He calls them hypocrites in verse 23, calls them hypocrites in verse 25, calls them hypocrites in verse 27, and finally calls them hypocrites in verse 29. Now, I don't know if you counted those, as I mentioned them, but there were seven times. And, of course, there's significance in the number seven because that's the number of completion. You know, that's final. Um, you know, everything is set in stone. It's all done. We're ready to move on. It's like the seven days of creation, and, and you know, there's you get in, in the Revelation, and there's the seven bowls and the seven vials and the seven candlesticks and all that. Um, seven pops up everywhere you go, and, and again, it's the number of completion. It's finalized. Every, you know, you're not, you're not going to change it. So he begins to mention each of these seven times, and each time he mentions it, he kind of describes something they're, they're doing that uh, makes them a hypocrite. He, he doesn't just call them names. You know, when you're arguing with someone and you run out of arguments, you resort to just name-calling. Well, that's not what Jesus does. He calls them names, and then he backs it up and says, this is why I've called you that. Um, and as we've already read here, he says, um, for you neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. Um these Pharisees, these religious leaders who everybody was supposed to be looking up to, um, actually are doing the very opposite of what they claim their, their ministry is. I mean, their ministry is to draw people to God and, and have them adhere to God's law um, and that sort of thing. But and, and you know by doing that, the idea is that you know they would they would draw closer to God and, and you know become more like Him and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. When in reality, Jesus says you're doing exactly the opposite of what you claim you're trying to do. Um, you actually have become a hindrance. Your lifestyle and the, and you know the things you do, as it contrasts with the things that you teach and say. Um, you know, people see that, and it's so obvious that you have now become a hindrance because now they they can't make heads or tails out of the gospel. They don't know what's true and what's not. They don't know how to act because they're emulating you. Um, and if they're and, and, you know, considering the direction that all you guys are going, you are leading people astray. You're not leading them to Christ. You're leading them from Christ. And, and oh, by the way, um, you know, God is not going to forget that. God is not going to overlook that in our own lives. we got to be really careful about how we conduct ourselves because, especially as parents, you know, you've got children who are watching every move you make. They're watching everything you do, and they, they, they want to be like you. So... Um, be aware that there are other people out there, and certainly if you're in leadership in the church and have responsibilities and on your job, you know if you, if you tell people that you're a Christian, then you put yourself under under the microscope. Um, you're under scrutiny. People are watching um, to see if you mess up, and believe me, you they'll call you out on it. You claim you're a Christian, and you're actually going to do this. And they'll tempt you. They'll try to get you to do things that you know better. Um, just so that when you do them, they can, um, they can point them out and, and call you a hypocrite. Because that's what people think Christians are. 
Um, they think we're just a bunch of hypocrites and we just, you know, we just like to pick on other people, pick on the sinners and that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, he says, you know, when when we get into that situation, we literally become a hindrance. We do more harm than good. And that's what he's telling hypocrites. You guys, you're doing more harm than good. Verse 14, he says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, once again, hypocrites, for you devour your widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayer. Therefore you shall receive the greater damnation. Um... Now, I don't know what this greater damnation is. I don't believe there are degrees of punishment in hell. But I certainly believe that there are things on earth that can that, that can cause you great grief and great pain. Um, and, and maybe that's what they're referring to. But I know that somewhere along the way, he's saying, look, what you're doing is just, it's lower than low. What they're talking about with the widows, they, they go in and they're like these... Uh, scammers on the phone that try to, try to get hold of retirees and that sort of thing and and fool them into giving them their bank account numbers and credit card numbers and things like that and uh you know and scam them try and get their money and that's that's what, what these guys were doing they were they were scamming the widows getting them to make uh deposits uh, donations and stuff through the priests and the pharisees and so on and and they were claiming those funds. And then we'll talk about it in a minute and then declare them Corbin to protect themselves so so uh, so the temple didn't get it. But we'll, we'll talk about that when I get down to that verse. Um, but, you know, taking advantage of the innocent, um, that's just pathetic. What kind of person would do that sort of thing? Um, you know, and he says, uh, and for pretense, making a long prayer, they're, you know, they're take they're valuing a appearance over sincerity, you know, and they, they want to be called on to pray so they can expose their knowledge, you know, and use all the wisdom or all the uh, things that they've been taught over the years and make it look, make themselves look very religious by using big words and all that sort of thing, and praying on and on and on and on, um, because they think that it makes them look more religious um, to others. So that's what they were doing. Verse 16, woe unto you, ye blind guides. Uh, he doesn't call them hypocrites, but he does refer to them as blind guides. He says you're trying to, you're, you're supposedly leading people through this dark world, leading them into spiritual light and guiding them into righteousness um, and yet you don't know you can't see where you're going either you think you're going one direction and you're going in another um, it's the blind leading the blind um, and then he talks about swearing by the temple he says it's nothing but whosoever shall swear by the gold of the temple he is a debtor this is a Corbin thing they were talking about you know if you had wealth you could uh, you could declare money to be used for God, and then it was protected against taxes and whatever uh, they you know they wanted to uh, you know against. So um, oftentimes the, the the priests and whatnot would take their wealth, declare it Corbin, say this is money that's been set aside for God only, and that way nobody could touch it. It couldn't be touched for inheritance or uh, legal claims or anything like that. That way they could maintain their wealth. They could keep it for themselves, and it had nothing to do with their spirituality. It was all about 
maintaining their wealth, and so they they were basically abusing the temple. Um, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get started next time, because we're, we're we're out of time here to, on this particular episode. So, um, you know, we'll pick up where we at. Uh, we're in verse 16, so we'll we'll pick up there. Maybe finish 16, start with 17 next time. But thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy it. Goodbye and God bless.